Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. We're in the, the end of a series or a theme called Raise the Standard. And what that means for us is we've, re, we've been talking about this idea of, of raising a banner, raising a representation, raising an identity um, over our lives that represents, I guess, who we are. And the imagery around that is, is the ship behind me. And that red flag there is, is it's called a standard. And so in naval terms, it's like raising this uh, point of identification so that other naval vessels will be able to tell who you are as you approach or as you pass. And so um, sometimes that meant you would identify your enemy and other times that meant you'd identify your ally. And so we're kind of just been picking things throughout the scriptures over this month that we go, hey, we need to raise this standard as something that's as part of our lives. And so um, I, I want to speak tonight um, from, that, from that same theme um, and, and talk about the spiritual realm. I want to speak to the fact that there is a spiritual realm and how do we operate within that and how does that operate in our lives and, and then give you some really practical tools at the end to go out on Monday and apply this to your life. So uh, if you're here, and you, maybe this is your first time in church, uh, th- this message is, is going to be significant for you because you're going to understand tonight that there is a supernatural realm, and that has ramifications for your life. Um, and if you're a church person and you've been in church for a while, this is going to impact your life because this is going to change the way that you see Monday morning, Wednesday afternoon, and the way you do your everyday life. Because it's not about spiritual stuff happening on Sundays, but it's about spiritual things happening in every day. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. So I hope you're prepared. The title of my message is called A Whole Other World. Um, and before we start singing the song from Aladdin... Um, <laughs> Just want to let you know that there, are, there is the ability to follow this message on our um, on the Bible app, and the notes are on there. Some of the scriptures are on there. Some of them I've just kept to myself so that you can keep listening to me rather than just being on your phone. Um, and if you want to go back over any of our messages in church, you can always jump on iTunes or Spotify, uh, not Spotify, um, SoundCloud, and check out the messages during the week. That'll help your life. Let's pray real quick, and then we'll get into it. Father God, I just thank you that you are a real, alive. King of kings, Lord of lords, God. Um, And you stand above all things. And I thank you that there is this realm in the spirit that we, um, through your spirit, are able to tap into and experience a whole other dimension of living in life, God. And we thank you for that. And I pray that we would learn something today that we can apply to our lives um, to be the people you've called us to be. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. In 2006, I uh, was in grade 11 and I went on my first international trip to the Philippines. Um, and that was a whirlwind adventure. It was really fun. Uh, I've raised all the money and you know, a whole bunch of us went on this short-term missions trip. Um, for, in fact, my first international trip was also my first plane ride full stop. So I'm like 16 years old, sitting in the chair, like white knuckled going, this could be it. Like, you know, like I've got no other basis or experience to, you know, compare this against. So, uh, you know, there's, it, it turns out I love flying and, um, and it was really enjoyable. But landing in the Philippines was like landing in a whole other world. Yeah. Um, first of all, you hop out of the plane and, and the humidity literally just lines you up and just go bang, like straight in the nose. And you're like, <gasps> I can't even breathe. Like there's more moisture in the air than like oxygen. And you kind of just, I, do I swim right now? Or do I, you know, like it's, you immediately just start sweating. Like just, 
I mean, in fact, the whole trip, I'm like having cold showers, like dumping water over me, and I'm like sweating in a cold shower. It's just everything about the Philippines is like that. And uh, it, it was new sites, you know, the buildings are different, the architecture is different, um, new sounds, you know, uh, new smells. There's just smell. Like, it's like you walk out of the, the airport and it's like air conditioning, purified air, and then you walk into the streets and it's just like, whoa. Um, like, there's. We've got sanitation in, in Australia. Like in, in some of the, those nations, there's not that level of sanitation. So you appreciate that when you're here. And when you're over there, you just, you know, you're 16 and you're confronted with a guy who's on the side of the road peeing. And, you know, it's just, it's an experience. Um, what's also an experience is, is looking up at the electrical wires in the Philippines. And the same's in Cambodia and Thailand as well. And seeing this, can we show one of those? This is, this is normal, right? This is like, it's just like, and I'm like 16 going, Oh, and then, the, then you see this, right? Next picture. There's a guy just up, no seriously, I saw this. This isn't the photo I saw, this is just a photo off YouTube, or uh, off Google. But like, you see guys just like climbing up ladders and like plugging into like the main, like hijacking, and I'm just like, dude, like, like all you're told is a kid in Australia is like, don't, don't touch electrical wires, like it's, it's dangerous. And these guys are in there just like plugging that, unplug that guy. In fact, I don't like my neighbor anymore, so I'm gonna unplug him, like, like it's just, a whole nother world. It's a whole nother experience. Uh, and, and, and it's a whole nother way of existence, like a whole different way of living. The way that they live over there in comparison to the way we live over here. And, and I love the Filipino people. I went back on a second trip and it was an amazing experience. Uh, but we also, in our life here in Australia, there is this other realm that we operate in and it's the spiritual realm. There's a realm of operation that we, whether you, whether you believe in anything or not, the fact remains that there is a spiritual realm. There is this other dimension, as it were, um, that has existed before the, the material existence that we have right now in front of us. The, the see, touch, smell, five senses type existence that we experience every day. Um, there is something that is beyond that. There is something that's more than that. The, the Bible puts it like this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. And I love the way the trash, the, the trashion, the passion translation. Thanks, thanks. The passion translation puts it. It says this, faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. That means right now that the seat you sit on is of less of a reality than the spiritual realm that you don't see or feel or do anything with right now. That means that there is this other realm of existence, right, that is happening right now that has beings in it, and we'll talk about that in a minute, that is of a greater reality than this material reality that we experience right now. And so we have to give pause for a moment and go, okay, well... At the moment, my idea of reality is pretty high and I hold a pretty high standard to the way I live and the way I exist and and what I'm doing with my life. All those things really matter to me as they should. But if I don't give the equal or greater consideration to the spiritual element of my existence, then I'm not really giving the proper proportions to the things that are really going to matter and the the things that are really going to last. And so we have to have an understanding. And what I'm trying to do tonight is, I, I guess... It's is going to be surface level as much as I can do in half an hour, but give you an idea, a taster, as it were, of what the supernatural realm is and how we can operate in it. 
how we can, how, how we can step into that, how we can uh, exist within that and, and, and operate and fluctuate with that. So uh, whether you believe what I'm saying or not is, is, well, it's irrelevant. It's up to you, I suppose. But um, I think deep down we all know this to be true, that there is this other realm of existence. Yeah. The Bible puts it like this in Ecclesiastes, that, that God has put eternity on the hearts of all men. The truth is that we will spend eternity somewhere, but we get the choice during this short period called life to go, okay, where am I going to spend that? Where, what am I going to do? Or what, am I, what choices am I going to make in this life that are going to carry through into the next life or, or carry through into eternity, into this supernatural spiritual existence that will take place after this natural existence? And so we have to kind of wrestle with this idea of going, okay, how do I come to grips with a, a realm of existence that I can't quantify, that I can't touch or reach out to and, and measure necessarily in terms of how we measure normal things. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised all that much that there is this invisible, immaterial realm of existence. Right now, as you're sitting and listening to me talking, there is this process happening in your mind, in your brain, um, no, I'm going to stick with mind. Brain's not the proper word for it. It's, it's happening in your mind, but this idea of a mind or a consciousness is, is in fact an immaterial existence of a realm. Yeah. Science still can't quite quantify what takes place in, in the neurology of our brain. In, like we can measure the chemistry and the brain waves of things as they take place, but give it like a, some form of like this started in, in this place of the brain and, and went to another. Like where does thinking even start? Where does that thought process even begin? And, and the fact that then a thought can, enter, can begin in your mind, like the, you woke up this morning, for example, and a lot of you went, I'm not going to make it through today if I don't get coffee. I need, like, there's not much else going on. I need coffee. Blank everywhere else. Coffee, you know? And then from that immaterial existence of a thought comes material action, material movement, um, material um, a process of where I go, okay, I need to open my instant sachet, right, Cam, instant sachet, and um, that's a joke because Cam would kill me if I ever served him instant sachet, um, and, and you go through the process of making a coffee, and what started as an immaterial thought became a material object that you were able to participate with and brought nourishment to your natural body. So there is this, within us, our, our very being, this idea of an uh, existence or a realm of existence even in our thought life that would give evidence to yeah. that taking place in a much grander scale in the supernatural spiritual realm. Um, there, there are examples of this in the Bible, right, where this takes place, where people are, not just the, the, the scripture in Hebrews, but also like stories in the Bible where people in the Bible, heroes of our faith, come into a... Um, impact or contact with the supernatural realm. One of these examples is found in, in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 16. And the story is that there is uh, the prophet Elisha, and he's been harassing some of the kings uh, that are enemies with Israel. And so the, these kings then decide to surround where he is and take him out so that they can then take over Israel. And so what, what takes place is they get surrounded during the night. And when they wake up in the morning, Elisha's attendant comes to him and says, hey, we're surrounded. And the, the statement that Elisha makes is, there is a number, uh, let, me, let me read it here. It says, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 
and he prays this prayer that, that God would open the eyes of his attendant to see. And what happens is the eyes of the attendant are enlightened and opened up and they see that surrounding what surrounds them is, is heavenly hosts. It says there's chariots and fire and, and all these things. It's like, whoa, okay, there's a whole nother realm of existence that was taking place unbeknownst to the attendant, but known to the prophet. Right. There's another example in the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel is praying um, and he prays this prayer and then nothing kind of happens for about three weeks, 24 days, the Bible says. And then an angel appears to Daniel and says, hey, listen, um, the moment you prayed, I was sent on assignment based on your prayer. Right. But I've been battling for three weeks in this realm, this spiritual realm against this prince of Persia, against this this principality and this this demon uh, who has a control over certain providence or, or a certain area. And so this has been taking place in a whole other realm that you don't, you're not even aware of. But I've arrived now and I bring you what the Lord told me to bring you when you first prayed. So it's like, okay, we're starting to get hints of this, this realm of existence that it's not just like space, right? Where there's just nothing and then it's out there. Of course, we recognize that it's out there, but it's kind of just empty. No, there's this realm of existence that has its own uh, democracy and its own uh, ecosystem and its own way of operation and it has its own laws and its own uh, systems and processes that, that, op- that exist in it. And so there's another example uh, in the New Testament. Uh, several times Paul in his letters talks about how he wanted to do something or he wanted to go somewhere. He wanted to, he, he's writing letters to the churches and he says, hey guys, I wanted to come see you, but um, the spirit prompted me to go somewhere else. Or I, 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 it says in, um, in Thessalonians, he says, um, I, I, I was stopped by Satan. Um, but from going to see you guys and I had to go about a different way to go do the things that I was wanting to do. And it's like, wow, okay, so there's this, now we're seeing a picture through these examples and others in the Bible where the supernatural and the natural aren't like these two things that stay over here. There's a spiritual realm over here and a natural realm over here. There's actually uh, more of a crossover than we realize. More of a, more of a, um, existence within an existence, if, if the invisible gave birth to the visible that we experience, then maybe our uh, natural existence takes place within the supernatural or the spiritual realm that we, we're talking about. You know, the Bible says in, in Job, it says that the Holy Spirit um, is sustaining all life currently right now. And, and that if he were to withdraw his spirit, or it, it, this is what Job says, if he were to withdraw his spirit and call his spirit back to him, all life would cease to exist. Isn't that scary for a moment? Like, can we just be real for a second? Like, if God just decided, hey, I'm bringing the Trinity back for a reunion, um, all of us return to dust, the Bible says. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit, Jesus. You know, like, we exi- like, even unaware of us right now is we are absorbing oxygen into our natural bodies and breathing, but that breath somehow at some level is, is actually God's breath still from the moment he breathed into Adam right at the beginning. There is this supernatural realm of existence that we are even right now participating in without us even realizing it. And, and you find this in church life a lot, is that people, people make statements like this. They go, man, the Spirit of God is here or the presence of God is here. And some people, no doubt, they're standing there going, no, I'm pretty sure that's the pizza I ate. 
Or they're going, I don't feel any different. In fact, I feel cold because the aircon's up, or I feel like the light's in my eyes, but I don't know about this presence of God that you're talking about. But what we're trying to, under, what we're trying to get you to understand is, is build faith in your heart to start with, but also that, that people can build within themselves a capacity to recognize when the supernatural is moving in, 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 this, in this space of faith, or, or when the supernatural is active and God has an agenda at a certain moments, particularly in services where we create a spirit for that or a space for that, there's this supernatural realm of existence that we can tap into as followers of Jesus, as Christians, and, and learn to operate in and go, you know what? I, I can have authority knowing who I am in this process, knowing how to operate in the spiritual realm that sees us bring heaven down to earth that sees us bring uh, what God wills to do in heaven here to do it on earth, that, that we can learn to operate and build within us a capacity to recognize the supernatural in our lives and recognize it around us. It's important that we raise this standard of the spiritual realm so that we can effectively partner with God to bring heaven to earth. That's what the significance of this message is all about, is that when we get an understanding of the spiritual realm, when we get an understanding of what it is to live in the spirit, we can then bring heaven to earth. We partner with God. The Bible says we we are co-laborers with Christ. What an idea that God of the universe goes, "I, um, I choose you and you and you. And in your realms, in your spheres of influence, God wants to enact his will on the earth that you can be light in your workplace, that you can be salt in your school, that you can be hope in your generation, that you can bring life to your neighbor, whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, if we have a spiritual understanding as well as a natural understanding, we can bring heaven down to earth. We can bring what God wants to do up in heaven down and and have it done here on earth. 11 minutes left. Do I skip this next part? No, we're going to fire through it. Um, so in heaven right now, in the supernatural right now, I'm just going to give you real quick. You can feel me shift gears real quick. It's like, all right, we've got to go real fast. Um, right now in the spiritual realm, there exists some key beings that I just want to bring to your attention. There is God in a triune Godhead, right? So it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, but three distinguishable persons within that Godhead, okay? God the Father has always been and will always be enthroned in heaven, the God of all gods, the King of all kings, above all things, right? That hasn't changed from eternity past, probably won't change for eternity future as long as, as much as we've been revealed to us by God himself. Um, At the moment, seated on the right hand of God is God the Son, Jesus Christ. He came in human form um, into the natural where he put on flesh and forever now from it into eternity, he will always have a fleshly body, right? Because he is all God and all man all at the same time. And that's a whole other thing that I don't have time to go into right now, but it's very important to our theology. Um, But I find it significant, right, that God right now, Jesus, um, in God the Son sit, has decided that since his earthly fleshly moment has passed and he is now back in the spiritual realm and existing with God the Father, that he's choosing for, for as much as the Bible lets us know about to spend all his time interceding on our behalf. Yeah. That's the only thing the Bible tells us about what Jesus is doing since he left earth is he's interceding on my behalf, which tells me that he recognizes the, the, the significance of the spiritual realm in such a way that he's enacting through the power of prayer his will to be done to God the Father. That's significant. Then we have God the Holy Spirit who is active on the earth today. Okay, so he's kind of like, 
able to go in between both. He, he operates in the natural realm today, but he is a spirit being. He is a spirit person. Look, I don't want to like misdirect you in any way. He is a person, okay? It's not what is the Holy Spirit is, who is the Holy Spirit. Again, I don't have time to go into all that right now. I'll do that another day, I'm sure. But right now, it's who is the Holy Spirit, and he is God, the Holy Spirit, and he exists on earth today. And, it's, and, and what we live in today is the age of the Holy Spirit. Since the book of Acts till now, we see his power at work, his, his provision outworked, the will of God coming and being done here on earth through his power, through his might, through his presence. Okay, there is also angels. These are servants of God. There is the devil, also known as Satan, uh, which is just another... Uh, Satan really is just translated the adversary. So we have an enemy in this spiritual realm, okay? And he operates in the spiritual realm and tries to, behind the scenes, bring about his will as opposition to God's will, okay? And, and the, uh, the devil underneath him... Um, has, uh, has demons and these are angels that were, these guys are, were angels once, they're fallen now, they followed Satan uh, and they followed the devil in regards to um, deciding to rebel against God. And so they're kind of the major players and we could go into greater depths of that, but you should do the internship to find out more about that because we spend a whole chapter on the theology of de- demons and angels. I've determined that every time I'm up here, I'm going to get it in there somewhere. Shamelessly, you need to do the internship. Um, It's important that we raise the standard of the spiritual realm so that we can effectively partner with God to bring heaven to earth. That's what we're doing. And in my little box here, there is nothing. Um, It's disappointing for some people. But uh, it's backwards. (laughs) Uh, Can you help me, gents? I'm not big enough by myself. Just, just 180 degrees. Or just spin the whole table. Okay, yeah, sure, do it that way. There we go. So I bought this purely for this demonstration. And my wife's like, are we getting a fish? And I was like, nah. <laughs> I went to the fish shop today because I was tempted to buy real fish. Um, and... Um, um, <laughs> And um, these ones won't bite you. Um, I, went, I went to the fish shop and I was like, oh, you know, like, want to buy some fish. And then I went home and I was like, okay, babe, I'm going to buy fish for... No, he doesn't want to do it. I'm going to buy fish for this analogy because I thought it would be real cool to have live fish in here right now, which it would be. Um, but my wife loves all living creatures and uh, she made me aware of the fact that you can't just chuck fish in water. It's crazy right now, right? Uh, you need pH levels and filtration systems. Anyway, we're here, and this is, what, this, is, this is my demonstration from what I understand the spiritual realm to look like in regards, uh, in regards to operation with the natural realm, right? This is, for all intents and purposes, our universe. Not just the world, the universe, right? There's a big killer whale. No, just like... <laughs> Don't take this like the t- analogies break down at points, okay? So this is just, <laughs> I'm just trying to help you conceptualize, right? This is our universe. And within this universe, there is at some place a planet called Earth in there somewhere, right? But as you can see, this universe exists within this room right now. And this is the spiritual realm that we exist in, right? And the spiritual realm can interact with the natural realm. It can move things around, okay? It can shift things. And as you can see here, also with this 
substance here. It's like, what is this? This is water, obviously. Duh. But um, I really want to get you this idea that, um, like, if there was a live fish in here, right, it would be breathing in and out the water, right? And from the water would be extracting the oxygen that is in the water. And us right now, we're breathing oxygen. So there's that same... um, I guess, element that's in both those worlds that kind of trans, like goes, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it, it's transparent in both, it's in both, it, it, it's visible, it's not visible in both, but it's existing in both. And so there's kind of like seen in, in through this analogy, there's this connection in between the natural and the spiritual. There's this kind of what, what fish breathe in regards to, they still get oxygen, but they get it through a different way. And what, what exists in the spiritual is that same life, that same energy, that same energy is not a really good word in Christian circles, but it's that same life in us in the natural that exists in Christ, that exists in His Spirit. And um, in, the natural, in the supernatural realm, there's, there's different laws, there's different uh, operations, there's higher laws than what we experience in the natural. Like if I shake this, the whole thing shakes, right? Like if God decided to put His foot down, like we would feel that. The earth is called the footstool of heaven, all right? Like uh, we, we would know if God put His foot down. And so what, what takes place in the spiritual can have an impact on the natural. Uh, there's these high laws, things like generosity. It, 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 it's, it's this high law that in the natural we go, well, I feel like I'm losing $100 when I give that. But in the supernatural, what's taking place is a transaction and a multiplication and a pressing down and a running about and, and flowing all over that comes back. It leaves, your part, it leaves your present and comes back in your future bigger, better than ever. It's this law of generosity, the law of faith. The Bible tells us that uh, faith calls those things that are not as though they are. It's like, what does that even mean? Well, in in this natural, we experience something like, oh, I've got a sickness right now, or I need provision right now. And what God says is, hey, if you can believe it and believe that it's my will to bless you, my will to breathe life into you or to give you health or to give you provision, and you can take hold of that for your life and see that in your mind's eye, see that in your spirit, take hold of that for yourself, then that faith moves the supernatural in such a way that brings that supernatural idea into a natural reality. There's these laws. And so when we see this in play, we go, okay, I recognize that the supernatural realm is how, uh, uh, when we recognize the reality of the spiritual realm and how it interacts with the natural realm, we can better operate as ambassadors for Christ. When we recognize these laws and when we understand these precepts and when we look through the Word of God and see how He operates, understand the nature of God, how, how He is a good God and a loving Father and He has a plan and a purpose and a mission on this earth. And we can, when we understand these things, then we can become more aligned with His purpose and more aligned in the natural with what He wants to outwork through the spiritual to bring that reality into our reality. And we can be better ambassadors for Christ. Second Corinthians talks about that we are ambassadors ambassadors with Christ. Like this is the whole purpose of why we're here right now is to bring a message of reconciliation, the same reconciliation that was brought to us through the message of Jesus Christ. We're now supposed to enact that, uh, to bring that and and enact that through our lives in such a way that people go, hey, I want what you've got. I I see you operate on a different realm of operate. You've got something that I want to tap into. You've got something that I I like and I want to see that in my own life. There is a supernatural realm around us, a spiritual realm around us that we exist in in this type of a scenario. But there's also a supernatural realm within us. 
there is a, a capacity within human beings to house the supernatural, the spiritual. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, and it says this, Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells within you? And then Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says this, um, and if the spirit of him, Jesus, who raised uh, God, who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, who has raised Christ from the dead, will he not also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you? So we have this capacity in us as, as, as human beings to house the Holy Spirit. So not only does the supernatural exist out there, but the supernatural also exists in here that you today could walk out of here knowing that the Spirit of God lives in you. You could walk out of here, you could walk into your job tomorrow uh, different than you walked out of it last week, knowing that actually I, I, I'm, a, I'm a son of God or a daughter of God and what lives in, in, what lives in me is greater than that lives, or what lives around me. That there is a supernatural capacity within us and we need to, I guess, be diligent with that. Listen to this. The effective operation of the spiritual realm, uh, the effective operation in the spiritual realm around us begins with the ordering of the spiritual realm within us. The effective operation in this supernatural spiritual realm first starts with the ordering of this supernatural spiritual realm. When we get the internal part of our spirit right, then we can have access to the external spiritual realm around us. The band can come back up. I'm going to breeze through the rest of this. There's an old um, story of a, um, of a Native American elder and his grandson. And the, the, the grandfather is speaking to his grandson about the things of life. And he said, there's a fight going on inside of you between two wolves. One wolf is evil. He represents anger and envy and jealousy and sorrow and regret, greed, arrogance. And he says, but there's this other wolf, and he is good. And he represents joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And the grandson thought about it for a moment, and he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the grandfather wisely smiled and replied, the one you feed. The Bible puts it like this in Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 17. He says this, so I... So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are at conflict with each other so that, they, you, do not, that you do not do whatever you want. We have within us this conflict right now that is at war within, within the, the members of our body, the Bible says. That there is a natural part of us. None of us can deny that. We have flesh and blood bodies. Right? But there is within us this spiritual capacity birthed in our heart when God put eternity on the hearts of every person that says, I, I know there's something more. I know there's something greater. I, I know there's something more significant than just material living. I want to I wanna, I wanna answer those questions. What is the meaning of life? What, what is my purpose? What, why do I exist? And all of those answers are found in Jesus. All those answers are found in the spiritual elements of our lives. But for that to be 
the winning team or that winning part of you, for that spiritual element of your life to be the winning element of your life, it has to be the element that you feed. And that's so difficult sometimes in our day and age, which is so caught up with gratifying the, the needs of your flesh. So real practically tonight, I want to give you just two things that, that I want you to walk out with here tonight. That you would feed your spirit, and I'm going to show you how to do that in just a moment. And that you would um, employ the Where's Wally principle. Some of you are like, huh? I'll explain. Feed your spirit. There are spiritual things that you can do. There are natural things you can do that feed your spiritual man. Praying. I did a great message on that about three weeks ago. <laughs> Shameless plug again. Uh, um, reading the Word of God. This, this is, the, the Bible says, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will remain. This is the greatest reality that you could ever get into. The more you put this inside of you, the more of this is going to come out. And the greater you'll have access to the things of God because you'll know God. Because this is, God said, you know what? I want them to know something about me. In fact, everything I want them to know, I'm going to put it in here. Everything God's ever wanted you to know about who He is, is in this book. So read it. Read it as often as you possibly can. Get it into you as often and through as many different mediums as you possibly can. But more than anything else, just read it. Listen to messages, that's great. Listen to podcasts, that's fantastic. Uh, but, but get this, e either through audiobook or, or just opening it up and day by day. I don't care if it's 10 words. Just get it into your spirit. Get it into your heart. Fasting. It's an old school discipline, but we're bringing it back. Uh, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the separation of going, oh, I'm going to stop feeding my flesh for a period. And, and turn on the, the need to feed my spirit. And so instead of having breakfast, you read your word. Instead of having lunch, you read your word. Instead of having dinner, you pray and read your word. Uh, it's this, I'm going to stop feeding this and, and feed my, my spirit, man. Feed that part of me that, that's going to last forever. Um, worship. Putting yourself in a place where you go, God, you're greater than I am putting in yourself in a position where you say, God, I, I want to extol your name. I want to lift you high above all things. I want to tell you that you're amazing. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to concentrate on the circumstances around me. I'm not going to concentrate on the things that are happening in my world right now. Even if life's great, I'm still going to remind myself of the fact that you're God above all things. You're King above all kings, Lord above all lords, and I'm going to worship you. And then finally serving, putting yourself, because the flesh doesn't like this. I tell you, I don't like cleaning toilets but it's good for me. It, it reminds me that, that it's not about me, that in fact, life's not really about me. And I'm here for more than just my own existence. When I serve someone else, when I serve in church or serve in the community or serve in any capacity, I, especially with the mindset that I'm doing this unto the Lord, then that builds my spirit, man, to go, you know what? This life isn't about me. It's for something greater than I am. I'm a part of something much bigger than I am. So there's some things that you can do this week to feed your spirit, man. And then to employ the Where's Wally principle. This is the idea that I, I, I blatantly took from Pastor Carolina because she said I could. Um, but th this is what they teach their children. And, and I think it's something that we can employ in our own lives is looking for the moments in everyday life where the Spirit of God is active in the natural realm. 
we're, we're, these aren't her words, these are my words, but we're looking for God in the moments throughout our days, whether it's at work, in school, at university, at home, as a husband, as a wife, as a child, whatever it is that you're looking for moments where the supernatural is, is touching the natural. Yeah. It's, it's going, hey, I'd love to outwork something here in this, and it touches and we go, I recognize that's the fingerprint of God right now. I recognize that that's God's hand moving in this. Maybe this is a providential relationship coming to pass. Or maybe I'm just to be a friend to that person in need. Or maybe this is my opportunity to shout this person fuel for the week or, or whatever it is. Whatever it is, we're looking for those moments every day where the Holy Spirit within us prompts us to be the Jesus in this reality. And says, hey, uh, and we're, we've got eyes wide open. We got eyes wide open every day. The moment we hit the floor, the devil goes, oh crap, they're awake again. Because he knows that as we walk throughout the day, we're feeding our spirits. And we're not just feeding for the sake of gorging ourselves, we're feeding for the sake of activity. We're putting fuel inside our spirit, man, so that when we go throughout our days, we get that prompt and we go, yeah, I know that's the Holy Spirit. I've been listening to His voice for a while through the Word now. I know when He speaks. I'm going to shout that person fuel. I'm going to be a friend to that person who's lonely. I'm going to treat my boss differently. In fact, I'm going to put in a couple of extra hours so I can just alleviate their load on some things. Totally unwarranted, wasn't asked for, but I know that that's what Jesus would do in this situation. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.